This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Where's the money coming from in the future? What is your farm's carbon score? I have no idea what my farm's carbon score is, but this generation is working on collecting the data from which it will be derived, and I'm sure that my grandson will someday be able to tell you off the top of his head what the farm's carbon score is when that generation follows. It is possible that in the future, for example, that the value of corn will be impacted by the carbon score of the farm that it was produced on and the practices implemented to grow it. Corn grown on land that has been moldboard plowed, few of those exist anymore, could have such a high carbon score that it will be heavily discounted by the market. Are you going to fight that or get on board with it? Carbon scoring has a dollar and cents value that I think will appreciate over time. It will eventually be integrated into a revenue stream for all ag producers to the point where it will be costly to refuse to partake. None of us like farm subsidies, but we had to take them. Something similar will occur with the carbon market. That is already the case for the biofuels industry. The carbon store of ethanol plants dictates which markets that they can access and how much they can get paid for their ethanol. The average Iowa corn ethanol plant is a carbon score in the low 50s. A corn ethanol plant in Brazil, which fuels the plant from eucalyptus, has a carbon score of 17. What that means is that California buys Brazilian ethanol, as does Europe, where a low carbon score is required to access those markets. By U.S. ethanol plants sequestering CO2, it would cut their carbon score in half, which would approximate the carbon score of EV vehicles. Electric cars are charged with electricity, some of which is generated by coal and natural gas-fired power plants, so that they do not have as low a carbon score as some might expect. To be sustainable and project profitability into the future, the U.S. biofuel industry needs to reduce its carbon score. I pointed out in the first segment of a multi-part report how that ethanol has added a dollar a bushel to the value of corn for even the freeloaders, who never understood the value of the industry. Dr. Ernie Goss of Creighton University, who publishes the Rural Main Street Index, was on the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association panel with me and says that sequestering CO2 could add another dollar per bushel to the price of corn. If we are going to maintain the value added from the ethanol industry to our ag economy, it is then compelling that CO2 pipelines get buried and the CO2 sequestration value is then added to the value of ethanol. The picture portrayed for how quickly the world can change vehicle propulsion systems and supporting infrastructure is being vastly exaggerated by the EV proponents. I'm not convinced that there is an end date for the ethanol market. CO2 sequestration reduces the carbon score of ethanol so that EVs have no advantage. One example given me begins that there are three primary products produced by an ethanol plant, ethanol, distiller's grain, and CO2. The ethanol may be worth $500 a ton, the distiller's grain $250 a ton, and the CO2 virtually nothing. The sequestration of the CO2 can add another $250 a ton to the revenue strain of ethanol plants. The whole point from the creation of the ethanol industry was to add value to corn. It worked, but to hold on to that value, we need to monetize CO2 to add value to the revenue stream. CO2 sequestration is the next opportunity to achieve that. 
We need to compete with Brazilian ethanol. We need to compete with EVs. CO2 sequestration can keep us returning to the good old days of growing corn for nothing and begging farm subsidies from the politicians. Farmers are not as hard up today as they were pre-ethanol industry, ironically because of the ethanol industry, but now is the time to see the future and make the choices that will sustain the rural economy. Who buys the carbon credits? John Deere, Delta, GM, Disney, Semex, Google, or any other industry that produces carbon that needs to remain competitive and access markets that require low carbon scores. This is the way that the world is going to work. First, you need to understand it and then decide whether you want to contribute, vote present, or stand in front of it. To this point, farmers have not been as well informed about the choices for the future of their industry as they need to be. Personally, I'm going to participate. I believe that it is in our farm legacy objective to sustain our business for the future generation, and I think that carbon scoring is going to be part of that succession. Farmers will have many touch points into the structure of the carbon-driven ag economy. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.